with great plutonium comes great retro rewind podcasting. Reflux capacitor, fluxing, crew, distinctions, scanning for Spider-Man 2002. Prepare to rewind in 3, 2, 1. Welcome, rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. You can find this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 142, where there are links to contact us and vote on the movies we cover. And if you end up loving the show and want to see it thrive, you can become a Reflux Capacitor, making our time travel possible alongside our patrons, Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keating, Patrick Hicks, Aaron Strauss, LJ Lowry, Diego Avila, The Feel and Field Podcast, and two other awesome patrons as well. Thank you all wow. for supporting us on Patreon. My name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm dad, designer, and I predicted that Spider-Man would be a classic movie. Now, before we introduce our my co-host and our guest, here's your Francisco's boop, 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 flash announcement. Flash uh, Thompson announcement? Oh, that was... Sorry. I, I should have tied that in, but that's okay. Master Interrupter Paul Powers. Wait, your turn. Um, All right. We, we say this pretty much at the end of the show most times, but in case you... You know, you're like, oh, I got the final rain. That's all I want. Um, it, you may not hear that. We do have a uh, place on our website. If you go to retrorewindpodcast.com slash store, that will take you to our um, merchant uh, T-shirt, Teespring site, where we have T-shirts and hoodies. And uh, that's another great way to support the show. So consider buying a T-shirt. I'm wearing a hoodie now if you're watching the stream. Uh, really, uh, I, I, I stand by them. I'm not only a... The creator. I'm also a, a wearer. That's how that goes, right? <laughs> anyway, yeah. RetroRewindPodcast.com slash store. And that's the end of your Francisco's boop, 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 boop. Flash announcements. Now I'd like to introduce my good friend, my co-host, my first mate, Paul, the master interrupter powers. Hey, Paul. Hey, Francisco. Hey, here's your trivial question, Paul. Outside right. the library, Uncle Ben tells Peter the famous words, with great power comes great responsibility. This well-quoted line came from a 1962 published issue, although as part of a, a narrative caption. When Spider-Man's origin was retold once every few years, it was reassigned to Ben. Paul, have from all the comics you have read, has there ever been a line that has stuck with you to today? <laughs> Not that I can think of. All right, moving on. <laughs> Do you want some All time right. to think about that? No. All right. I was more interested in the art than the words. Okay, Actually, well, is there a panel? Like one remember, panel that's like... No, 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 no. Let's go back. What okay. I do remember, though, is um, uh, being younger as a kid that uh, the comic books have had this stigmatism of like, oh, it's kids. Oh, that's just for kids. And I remember... Um, I think that's a stigma. The ex- Stigmatism is with your eye. Yeah, that too. Oh, okay. Because okay. I saw it with my eye while reading. The comic. <laughs> I see what you did there. All right. Anyway, I was reading an X Men comic, and a Professor X used the word prudent. I was like, I don't know what this word means. So I had to look it up. And there was other words in there. I didn't know what it means. Like, this isn't for kids. This language, you know, it's for high schoolers. Or, you know, it used language that adults had. So it's like, why do they say it's written for kids? So 
I remember look having to look up that word prudent. So that sticks in my head. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. And Paul, what did you predict Spider-Man would be? Strangely enough, I also predicted this would movie would be a classic. Oh, really? Oh, that's it's been a while be- but since either of us have predicted classics. So it'll be interesting to see how this pans out. But first, before we get there, we welcome aboard for the first time an award-winning broadcaster and one of the hosts of the Kings of Kings of Sports podcast. Thank you for being here, Nate Milton. We call him Brother Nate. Hey, Brother Nate, how are you doing today? I am doing well, Brother Francisco. Brother <laughs> Paul, it is good to be here. Uh, longtime fan of the show, and, and I'm glad that we could make things work and uh, you know uh, get get down with some Spider-Man. Totally, yeah. totally. Web sling this movie into the next year that makes no sense uh brother nate this this is your first time on the show i have a couple questions for you first off what is your favorite movie genre it would either be sports movies or uh superhero movies oh really Uh, oh cool that that's kind of uh you know i I, one of the other shows i co-host is a show called always forward which is a luke cage podcast oh cool and so it's like the last couple of years i've kind of come out of the closet quote-unquote with my nerddom and my superhero fandom and and so i i'm really into the superhero movies these days very very cool awesome to hear uh then my trivial question for you is this bonesaw the wrestler spider-man fights for money is played by real life wrestler macho man randy savage yes early in his career savage wrestled under the name the spider which is a fun uh coincidence Mm. Nate, if you were going to be a wrestler, what would your persona's name be? Oh, this is this is a, a, a no-brainer. Yeah, I've watched wrestling most of my life. I would be uh, prime time. I would be like Deion Ooh. Sanders, just flashy, and coming out and making it rain, and, and just <laughs> <laughs> being obnoxious. All the things that I hope I'm not in real life. I yeah, would yeah. Be in this character. That's awesome. Very cool. <laughs> prime time. Come watch primetime on primetime WWE Raw. Or yeah, that's very cool. Very cool, Nate. Uh, and what was your prediction for Spider-Man? Classic, nostalgic, or tragic? I too predicted that this would be classic. Oh wow. Okay, so we had we had high hopes for this movie. It'll be interesting to see how those pan out. Paul, Paul, what's what's gonna happen on on the show? Enter the course for Alice, please. Okay. Alice, let's have a roundtable discussion on Spider-Man, including what we liked and what we liked most, and also what we didn't like about the movie, including what we didn't like most. And we'll come back for our final ratings and then some announcements. Very good. Alice, get us to good old 2002 so we can talk some Spider-Man. Alert. Alert. Approaching target. Spoilers are coming. Establishing analysis vector. You're changing. I went through exactly the same thing at your age on May 3rd. Not exactly. Suit up. With great power comes great responsibility. For the ultimate spin. Too much. You're not Superman. Maybe, maybe we had a poor memories and thought we were watching Superman this time, or 
thinking that Spider-Man is going to fly. I don't know. I don't know what what we remembered about this movie, but let's find that out in our memory mind melt synopsis for Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire is a teenager in high school who gets bit or is bitten hmm, by a radioactive spider and becomes ripped. <laughs> Peter enters a wrestling match featuring Macho Man Randy Savage. And after Bonesaw's ready, Spider-Man lets a criminal robber escape who then kills his Uncle Ben, but not his rice. Which ultimately leads Peter to use his great power and great responsibility to become Spider-Man. Peter's best friend, James Franco, has a dad who becomes a Power Ranger villain with the help of technology and mental illness. (laughs) Then there's a really tense dinner scene at the boys' apartment where Norm Osborn figures out Peter's secret right after Aunt May smacks his hand away from the turkey. Spidey saves people and lets the Green Goblin fall on his sword. After Osborne is killed, Harry comes home to see Spider-Man carry his dead father. Harry swears vengeance, which leads to less than which leads to a less than stellar end to the Raimi trilogy five years later. <laughs> a lot of that was definitely accurate, but there was some things that were incepted. In particular, she he didn't try to eat the turkey. He was trying to eat some like candied yams or something. So, oh really? I don't remember that. I, but that's that, didn't that you makes just watch yeah. the movie, Paul? Yeah, I know, I know. I was trying to remember, and then she after she smacks his hand, then she gives him the carving tools for the turkey. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't trying to pick off the turkey anyway. Yeah, but you know that's a pivot. Technicality. Paul, speaking of technicals, why don't you give us some technical details about this film? All right. Spider-Man is rated PG-13, runs two hours and one minute, and was released in theaters May 3rd of 2002 in the USA. It was directed by Sam Raimi. Raimi? Raimi? No, it's Raimi. And Raimi. stars Toby Mag- <laughs> That too. Toby Maguire, William Defoe, Kirsten Dunst, James Franco, and a few others. Yeah, and speaking of some of those, Kirsten Dunst played Mary Jane and also played Judy Shepard in Jumanji, which we covered in RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 84. Stanley Anderson was General Slocum and also played the president in The Rock slash 91. And Bill Nunn played Joseph Robbie Robertson and was also Eddie Souther in Sister Act, which we covered in slash 36. Nice. Yes, indeed. Okay. So the budget of this film was almost $140 million. Oof. And uh, the box office worldwide grossed over $800 million. Oh, my word. So Sheesh. Uh, big step up there. Definitely. All right. So as far up. as uh, superhero movies go, uh, for the USA box office, where do you think Spider-Man ranks of all the superhero movies? Hmm. Spider-Man. I would say f- how many how many superhero movies are on the list? 123. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to say I'm going to say 7. Ooh. 7. Wow. What do you say, hmm. brother Nate? I'm going to go a little bit lower, and I'm going to say 
fourteen. One dollar. One dollar. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it, Paul? It's if you went just a little bit lower, you would have said eight, and it is eight. Oh, really? Okay. Oh man! Yeah. So it it did pretty well. That's cool. Okay, awesome, Paul. Anything? Any other details you want to drop on us? Sure. Out of all the Spider-Man movies, where do you think this list? Out of six, there have been six, including Homecoming. So in terms of this, gross, and this is just, uh, yeah, but just USA. Mm. Hmm, that is tough. I, I'm going to say one. I'm sorry, Nate, first, you could guess okay. first. I'm sorry, I guess no, first I'll, also. I'll, I'll say three. Okay, the answer is one. It's, <laughs> this Spider-Man movie has made the most. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure I, maybe two would give it a run for its money, but uh, yeah. uh, but I can't Two say. was number two. Okay, well, and there guess you guess what three was? Number three. Really? I <laughs> yeah. would think Homecoming would be higher than yeah. that, but... Spider-Man Homecoming came in fourth. Okay. Well, all right. There you go. So there's a lot to like about Spider-Man. Obviously, they keep making movies about him. But let's talk about... they have to. Otherwise, they lose their rights. Let's talk about more in particularly what we liked, me, Paul, and Brother Nate, what we liked about this version, 2002, Sam Raimi's version of Spider-Man. And let's start with our guest, Brother Nate. What's one thing you liked about this film? Okay, let's start at the top. The One of the things I like the best, it's not my classic maker, but it's one of the things I enjoyed the most about this film was Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker. Oh, yes. A lot yes, of yes, people yes. hate Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker, but go on. Explain why you like him. <laughs> and, and, and see, I specifically said his Peter Parker because mm-hmm. I have issues with his Spider-Man. Oh, oh really? interesting but distinction. I, I think Tobey Maguire really kind of encapsulated the Peter Parker from the comics, the, the insecure guy, the guy that's kind of awkward and, and he's just trying, you know, he's always broke. He's always trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. <laughs> um, and, and so, you know, I thought out of all the, the Peter Parkers we've seen, you know, Tom Holland's great. Andrew Garfield's a little too handsome to be Peter Parker. My <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought Tobey Maguire, you know, in terms of being this, shy awkward teenager even though he was probably like 35 at the time yeah right uh, <laughs> i thought he, he, did, he did a good job playing peter parker absolutely you know and and toby mcguire was one of my was my one of my likes as well i i liked him as peter parker and spider-man though i i definitely totally everything you said about how well he portrays spider-man or uh, peter parker definitely i i especially liked how even after he got the powers he's still a little unsure of himself and still made mistakes, yeah. like smacking himself right at that wall after his first like big web <laughs> sling. Just stuff like that I really appreciate about his character. Paul, uh, were any of the characters one of your likes? Well, funny you should ask because that is my classic okay. <laughs> Toby McGuire. <laughs> Just everything you said about his, like like you said, his, uh, his insecureness, his shyness, the way... It's the little things like he has this big crush on Mary Jane and he thinks that she's looking at him and he's kind of like, oh, wow, it's really happening. And then <laughs> like, but then it turns out to be her friends and just the way he, yeah. and he, and he tries to make his webs come out, like go web, go that whole thing is, I don't know if there's like a word for it, like innocence, disco- 
covering, you know, whatever it is. I thought he did an excellent job. Mm-hmm. It kind of harkens back for me to our first episode epi- of review of Superman three, mm-hmm. where you see Clark Kent mm. and uh, Lana Lang kind of rekindling a, a little bit of a romance. There, it has that innocent infatuation that I think uh, play comes off really well. You know what, Paul? That's interesting that you mentioned that because you just made me think of another tr- <laughs> dislike. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, but anyway, we're in the like section. Let's stay in the like section. Uh, let's go back to uh, let Paul. Sorry, we stepped over your your classic maker. Why don't you give us just a general like though? Well, here's something that I automatically like is that. Uh, I was in this movie, so I this has a special place. Oh in my yeah, heart. tell us about that. I, I mentioned that to I, Christy right. while we were watching, but uh, yeah, tell us about that. So I'm not in the movie. You can't see me. I'm not in the credits, but I was an extra in the wrestling scene where oh. he he uh, wrestles Randy Savage. So I got to spend a day on the set. Uh, only one day. I think it was shot over three days, so I didn't get to see the whole thing. But I'm kind of up in the upper parts of the crowd. So, and I've I've looked. I can't find me. But it was great to see from a distance. You know, uh, Toby Maguire and Randy Savage, and and uh, who was the announcer's name? Bo- oh, uh, Bruce Campbell. Camp- Bruce yes, Campbell. Yes, thank you. And then even uh, I got to see Octavia uh, Spencer on the side as she was doing her little thing as getting pe- different people to sign in. I mean, in the movie, oh, yeah. only, only Tobey Maguire signs in. But I, there was other things filmed, like other characters oh, cool. and costumes. The Flying yeah. so- Dutchman. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, so that has is this place. This movie holds a special place in my heart because I it's. I was linked to it in my and it was it was something that I'm certainly glad I did but um man being an extra on set all day is long and I don't know if I'd want to do it again. Did you say all they gave you was like a icky sandwich or something for food? Yeah. Yeah, it was like uh ham on white bread with no like like dress, like you know, spread and like a half a Capri Sun juice box, Jeez. you know. That's all we got for 12 hours. Oh my <laughs> gosh. So hey, oh, they, they yeah. had to use that money to pay for Randy Savage's salary. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. Yeah. Back somewhere. Oh, it was cool during take in between takes. Randy Savage was there doing push-ups just to make sure his muscles were like all at prime <laughs> and ready. That's awesome! Yeah. Wow. Well, very cool. Um, let's go back to Brother Nate. What's something else you liked? Oh, see, I, I guess I have to piggyback off of Paul now because I did not know that he we had a movie star. Again, not in the movie. Another thing I I really liked, uh, you know, being a wrestling fan was that scene. Oh, Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Randy Savage, you know, he was playing maximum Randy Savage in that scene (laughs) of Bones Off. Oh, that's Uh, great. I I enjoyed Bruce Campbell as kind of the snarky announcer. Like, what's what's your name, kid? And I I, I like that part of the scene. Yeah. Um, the uh, ring girls, the girls that Peter walks by oh, when he comes yeah. down to the ring. <laughs> Squash you, little boy. Wrestlers. Yes. They're actually pro wrestlers, so it was cool to see. You know, oh, those, I didn't know those that. Those ladies awesome. get their parts. Uh, I didn't and then know the that, and I was there. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's, he's kind of using his spider powers in, in, the, in the wrestling match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a fun scene, but it's also him kind of, again, like Paul was saying, 
testing out his powers and seeing what he can do. And so I, I thought that was a fun little scene uh, that it, it pays off, though, with the uh, with, you know, him getting stiffed for yeah. the money. Yeah. And then yes. what happens with Uncle Ben. So I, I, yeah. I really like the scene. Yeah, it works. You know what? It works really well. And something that you don't. I, I don't. I mean, I've never read the origin stories in the comics, so I don't know if this was a ta- ever a take on it. But it's not something I expect in an origin story that uh, a kid's gonna go to and be a wrestler or something. That's. It was definitely a fun new thing to see, and it's still still is unexpected watching it today, in my opinion. Um, let's see something else I really like though, which uh, which is the score. Danny Elfman's theme in this movie, I'm surprised. I'm honestly surprised this wasn't your uh, classic maker, Paul. But man, it, I just, it was, it's definitely similar in style because it's the same uh, composer as 1989's Batman. That's what I thought when I saw the, when I heard the score, is that it was too much like the Batman. Oh, Especially really? Like when running through the alleys, like he's catching criminals <laughs> and you hear that, I'm like, this and some of the camera angles, I'm like, oh man, this is just a total rip off of Batman. So oh, I didn't. I didn't enjoy this. Okay. As much. Wow. See, I didn't feel that way. I felt like it was enough of its own thing. There is certainly, it had a hint of like, uh, I think Paul, when we covered uh, Predator in the somewhere in the nineties, ninety six, oh, ninety seven, yeah. maybe, you had commented how this sounds kind of like Back to the Future at times. Yeah, <laughs> and that's because yeah. I mean, same composer, and yeah, there's those similarities, but. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, brother Nate was was the the music something you keyed in on, or was something else you liked? I mean, the music was fine. It it didn't. Uh, it I don't think it really drew me in, but it didn't take me out. Okay, okay. Either. Is that uh, uh, that balance uh, nice? I'd say musically, the the one thing I remember from this movie, and I've joked about it on Twitter, is the uh, Chad Kroger song, uh, "Hero." <laughs> oh, <laughs> with, that's Nickelback, like, right? That, yeah, like I, I'm not a Nickelback fan. Never have been. Never will be. But I like. I don't know if it's just the connection with the song to this movie. But I, I love that song. I know that's that. When I heard that playing at the end, I have totally forgotten about it. I'm like, man, this really brings me back. I, I really because I remember thinking that was such a perfect connection with that movie, and especially yes. with everything that happened with uh, um, 9/11, and like it was just a very, very good just fit the tone of the movie in the, in the context of when the movie was released really well. So like you, yeah. you just walk out of the theater and they sing you that a hero. Yes. Can save us. yes. It's like, yes, it, it leaves you on an, on an uplifting note. Exactly. So I, I will give uh Chad Kroger some, some grudging praise. For that. <laughs> just a little bit though. Just, just a, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. Paul was something else that you liked about Spider-Man. Um, I really enjoyed the, and I know they do this in a lot of Spider-Man movies, but I really enjoyed in this movie, the swooping camera moves of going through the city. Oh, it felt yeah. like I was swinging there with them. Now, the CGI Spider-Man, not as much. We'll get to that later. But the actual camera move of going, it, it felt really real to me. It was like, this you know, is incredible. You know, we'll get to it now because I... I I gotta say, I felt like ninety percent of the special effects in this movie hold up. Ninety percent, at least if you're watching on a standard definition, like so, like a schmo like me is watching. I I have no idea if you guys. I mean, I know Paul watched high def. Brother Nate, did you watch HD or 4K or something? Yes. Or 
All right. Well, then, then I I disregard your opinions. But in standard definition, <laughs> <laughs> the the special effects, uh, the the only CG that didn't hold up to me was when it was Peter Parker jumping building to building in the very early on. And then he looks up at the camera as he yeah. jumps. Yes, yes, that that whole bit. He looked plasticky yeah. to me very much so. But when he's in the spider suit, I, I mean, I was looking for for tells and for the most part it looked very seamless to me so uh that that's that was my take on it though again standard of definition beautiful 480p uh let's <laughs> go back to brother nate what's something else you liked well paul def paul just took one of my likes and that right. was the uh web slinging like it, yeah. it i remember watching this back in uh 02 and it kind of felt like you know, I imagine my parents felt when they watched Superman, the mm. first Christopher Reeve Superman. Yeah. And the tagline is like, you know, you'll believe a man Make can fly. fly. Yeah. yeah. When I saw this, man, just seeing him swing through New York, it it was cool then. And and going back and watching it this week, I was like, it, it still holds up. It, mm-hmm. It's really good and brings you in. You're like, it, it looks fluid and it works. So yeah. I, I thought the web slinging was a, was a good part of the, of the movie. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, we'll get one more like from each of you, then move on to our classic makers. So, Paul, what's one other thing you liked? I really enjoyed the uh, the cast overall. I thought hmm. everybody of the major characters did a great job. Toby, uh, William, Kristen, Willem, Paul, Willem, Willem. Sorry, fine, whatever Defoe guy he is, <laughs> and even Aunt May. I thought of all the Aunt Mays in the Spider Man films, I think this clo- more closely. <laughs> Looks like the Aunt May, you know? Yes. And, and she's very sweet, just like Aunt May is. So I, I enjoyed the cast in this. You know what? <laughs> Watching this, I didn't realize that uh, who Flash Thompson was. Did you? No. Who? I mean, who is he? He grows up to be Deathstroke, which is Joe Magdaleno. Uh, how, sp- how do you say his name? Mag... Mag- Magdaliano? Mag- I don't know. Yeah, however. Anyway, that's him. Wait, who I know Deathstroke's a villain. Where is he in a movie yes. one of the movies or something? I He will be. Oh, 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 really? Okay, that's interesting. Okay, that's that's a cool connection. You know what, Paul? I agree with most of that. Though I and this huh. wasn't enough for a dislike. I do want to call out and I'm curious oh, what you guys you think. That, I feel like Uncle Ben, I don't know, he felt it was weird. Something about him didn't felt like he just wasn't didn't fit in the movie. I I can't put my finger on it. Did either either of you have that sense, or I'm just crazy? Um, I thought he did a great job. I but I I think I know what you're talking about. But I wouldn't I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't point it out. But I think I know what you mean. Okay, but I can't put my finger on it. It's mainly like the <gasps> way he looked. But okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because he don't think he looked. <laughs> he looked like he he was. I don't know. There's just something. I mean, I, it looked like he came out one of the mountainsides <laughs> of a dwarf. Like, what do you mean? Well, you know, <laughs> I so I read in some of the IMDb trivia that apparently he's supposed to be a sixty. He was supposed to like the character sixty seven. He was seventy five, mm. but still looked too young to play. A sixty-seven-year-old at seventy-five, so they aged him up with makeup, and I'm—I wonder if that's what it is. It's just something about their makeup, the makeup bomb just was 
weird. I don't and know. You can tell that from 480p, but you can't <laughs> tell. <laughs> apparently, apparently, I don't. I I don't know. It was just. Now, did you read that before watching the movie? No, I read or it after. Uh, it was after, uh, so it's still like an oddity to me. But nah, his makeup didn't bother me. I okay, yeah, no, I'm. I loved. I definitely loved him giving the line. Great father or great father, great power, great responsibility. But I won't. I won't dwell on this point anymore. Brother Nate, what was you, one other thing you liked about the movie? All right, I. I, I will co-sign real quick with uh, Paul on the cast, especially the staff of the Daily Bugle. Oh, uh, yeah. J.K. Simmons yes. and Jameson and, and uh, Bill Nunn is Robbie Robertson. I thought those scenes were really fun. Yeah. Uh, but we can't talk about things we liked in Spider-Man without talking about that kiss, Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wait, what, are you, what are you talking about? I've never given my wife a kiss like that. But I don't know what you're talking about, uh, Brother Nate. <laughs> I mean, it takes training. You got to get the balance right. And <laughs> I I wasn't going for that that level of commitment, but <laughs> that is yeah, I, that I, is I, a very I, iconic I was, kiss. Yes. Yes. yes, I will say having it tried it myself, it is awkward. But moving on, especially but that, like now that you're, you're mentioning this, it, in in the mechanics of it, because it was raining, so yes. rain's probably going up his nostrils. It's that that was something that was bothering him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that, but that it looked great. Was pleasant. <laughs> it yes, it definitely was cinematic. It was definitely yes. it looked good. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, with that. Let's get to our classic makers. Paul already told us his was Tobey Maguire. Well, more specifically in that his, uh, you know, insecureness and discovering new abilities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? Real quick, since we're on Tobey Maguire and discovering new abilities, what did you guys think about them? And if this is a dislike, just say, I'm not going to, just don't say anything. What did you guys think of them choosing to make the web-slinging a biological um, effect as opposed to him inventing some sort of uh, web-slinging device. That's actually <laughs> something I, I I tend to be like a fanboy, like, no, it doesn't match the comics. It's got to match the comics. That's where I usually stand. But, uh -huh. you know, taking on being bitten by a radioactive spider, spiders actually <laughs> organically produce webs. So mm. it makes sense that... You know, all, all of a sudden he starts to produce web. Mm -hmm. So it's not too far of a leap for me. So I didn't have a problem with it. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I preferred that as well. I, I, I wasn't, I mean, I didn't have any Spider-Man comic books growing up. Uh, I knew who he was definitely, but, um, but yeah, that seemed totally legit to me. I was totally, it didn't bother me and it made sense. So that's, I was happy with it, but let's now get to our classic makers, brother Nate. What's the thing yes. you loved most about Spider-Man? Apparently it wasn't the kissing, but what was it? <laughs> the thing I loved the most about uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man is the fact that it kind of helped change the game in terms mm. of superhero movies. Oh, yeah. When yes, you definitely. look before this, you know, you had Batman in 89 and you had the Superman movies before that. But in between 89 and 2002, you know, you've got Blade... We get Blade, X-Men, X -Men, yeah. uh, you know, those are two of the good ones, but you got a lot of garbage, too. <laughs> yeah, you know, you got sure. the, the, the Batman movies and you got Arnold Schwarzenegger running around here. Be cool. Everybody chill. chill. 
<laughs> not gonna send me to the cooler. So it, it it felt like there was a lot of movies trying to hop on the superhero bandwagon to make cash, but they weren't good films. But and between X Men and this, I thought they kind of raised the level of superhero films going forward. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey guys, do you know what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Ah! <laughs> I was about to say oh. this joke. <laughs> That movie is so bad. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, that that's a great point. How how much this how much this did for superhero movies. That's that's a superb point, brother Nate. The thing I love most about this movie was and I've mentioned this every so often on the podcast before. I forget where it came up, but Sam Raimi and the whoever wrote the screenplay were able to accomplish backstory, characterization, mo- and motivation in the first 15 minutes without long exposition. That was just really amazing. See, because amazing Spider-Man. It's, it's funny, guys. And it, I, and that really foresh- foreshadowed the overall great pace of this movie. I, f- I thought this movie was really well-paced. I was surprised at, to, to, at the end. I felt like it was... What am I trying to say? I felt like it was a good length. I didn't feel like it was too long or too short. There were moments where I'm like, "Okay, I'm, I want, I want the next next uh, spectacle, please." But on the whole, I thought it was paced really well. So, uh, Sam Raimi's direction and the screenplay and the overall pacing are my classic maker for Spider Man. You had three for one on your classic maker. Yes, I did. Anyway, uh, we like to go out to social media and say, hey, what do you guys like about the movies and video games we cover? And we also are live now on twitch.tv slash RetroRewindPod. So if you come in the chat room, you can share and, and any feedback you give us, we'll, we'll share that with everyone. Excuse me, during this section, like we're going to do for Dale, and he some of the things he says was, or were, uh, he... His classic maker was J.K. Simmons. Now, you guys mentioned J.K. Simmons before. Don't you feel like he gives you a bit of whiplash? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, makes me feel like I need some insurance as well. Yeah. Ah, nice. Well played. <laughs> uh, Dale also says, I thought it worked, uh, though about the old uh, TV series, the idea was a whole lot better than the TV show. Oh, the, the web slinging. He thought it worked, the, the organic web slinging. And, uh, and he's, uh, regarding my Arnold Schwarzenegger dinosaur joke, that joke dropped dead cold. Everyone's uh-huh. a critic. Good one. Fine. Uh, but thank you, Dale. Now to the feedback we got from social media. Ashley Elizabeth says, I'm pretty sure I saw this with Paul in theaters. Uh, Josh Burke, he says, dude, I love this one. Restored my faith in superhero films at a young age. Wardale White also commented here. After growing up watching the Nicholas Hammond series on TBS every summer, this was some powerful, spiderific, awesome H2O. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Raimi's take on the on the wall crawler was a very fun 120 minutes. Tobey Maguire, J.K. Simmons, Randy Savage, and all the highlights were all highlights of this film. Quisant uh, Muse says, he's my favorite Spider-Man, Forever Toby. Mm. 
Brian Minto says, I remember going to the cinema with a group of people and being totally blown away by this film. I sat for two hours totally engrossed in the film, and it immediately got me back into comic books, which I hadn't read since I was a kid. I think it was the first DVD I ever pre-ordered so that I would have it delivered on the day of its release. Being a horror fan, I had always loved Sam Raimi, and I was very curious to see what he would do with such a different style of film. I think I would rate this film a classic, even though the superhero genre has moved on so much since. That's uh, true. Yeah. <coughs> Dirty Steve Forty says, "I went to see it the day before I graduated high school. I remember vi- I remember vividly loving that the movie. I remember vividly loving that movie, and recently I watched it and was very disappointed because one of because of one reason." Toby Maguire. I did, however, mm. it did, however, reinvigorate my comic book love. Uh, practical effects for film in the says in the mirror scene. Me, your greatest creation, bringing you what you always wanted, power beyond your wildest dreams. The Green Goblin talking to Norman Osborn. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Emoji. And finally, Lesty for short says, I watched this movie at my youth pastor's house. It was my first superhero movie, and I was intrigued. So thank you all so much for your feedback about Spider-Man. And now we are going to get into the things we didn't like so much about this film. And I'm going to kick us off because you guys, I think, I forget who it was that mentioned you liked, well, you guys like the characters in general, but I think one of you pointed out the love story or lo- really liking Mary Jane. Am I yeah, remembering? I like Mary Jane. I like Kirsten Dunst. So yeah, I don't, I don't mind Kirsten Dunst. I know some people tend to have a problem with her. I'm not really sure where that comes from, but I think uh, it's her teeth. I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> what know. What they focus on. I don't know. Yeah. But if you have a problem with Kirsten Dunst, you need to bring it down. <laughs> yeah. Bring it down. But, uh, <laughs> what's, what I, what I don't like about Mary Jane's character is how it seems like she's only seems to be into guys, the, her other boyfriends for I'm, it's, I almost feel like what uh, Norman Osborne was saying about her is a little bit true because she seems to just be using flash Thompson for as like cars or status in high school seems to just be using Harry for, I don't know what is money or what because like she totally cold shoulders and whenever he like goes to kiss her or whatever and like you guys are in a relationship what's that about? Uh, it's just stuff like that really bothered me and all this time she's totally fine cheating on on Harry with Peter uh, or actually cheating Wait, on he Harry cheated on. Well, I I consider kissing a form of cheating, but maybe oh. you guys don't. Uh, so with Spider Man, okay. not with. With Spider-Man. Spider-Man slash Peter. She ain't on Harry with him. So Well, maybe they weren't exclusive. I'm pretty sure if you asked Harry, he would say, yeah, we're exclusive. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I can't ask him. I suppose that's an argument from silence, but still, I, I, I got the impression that that was not at least what Harry was thinking. Nor... If it was, if it wasn't exclusive, why did um, Mary Jane and Peter feel like they had to drop their hands when Harry came in to the hospital to, to see Aunt May? Yeah, yeah. So there you go. 
So that's something that bothered me about her character. But enough about that. But was that all her? That was also Peter. He knew that they were together, and he went down and <laughs> and enjoyed kissing her. So isn't he also to blame? He's he to blame her. He, he also is, have to blame him. He's culpable for for he's culpable for some, but he's not cheating on someone else with he's her. Like Mary Jane's the one in the relationship. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, oh, so it's okay for people not in the relationship <laughs> to go steal other people's girls, but and then you can blame the girl. Well, according to Aunt, Aunt May, apparently is totally fine with that. Isn't that her choice? Mm-hmm. Peter. <laughs> well, that's because she's probably coming at it like me. Well, they're not engaged or they're not married, so you know, people are trying to figure <laughs> things out. I personally wouldn't call it cheating, but that's, I could see Okay, they're trying to figure things out, then fine, Mary Jane. Say, you know what? This relationship isn't working. I'm going to leave it. Instead of like, oh, you're trying to kiss me? Uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I have a headache. Stuff like that. Just say, you know what? This isn't what I was expecting to be. You know, have... I was gonna say be a man about, but obviously that's that's it's it's not, not what I the mean. cleanest relationship as far as like cut you know there are lines drawn and no, yeah, exactly. no lines are, are take are take crossed. responsibility, Mary Jane is what I'm trying to say. Okay, enough but of my rant, Peter. Okay, <laughs> brother Nate, what don't you like about this movie? It's funny that you should bring up one Mary Jane Watson. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, because I'm not saying she's a gold digger, but she's not messing with no broke hero. <laughs> <laughs> like, see, I went back and forth. Like, she was almost my tragic maker. Really? Man. Oh, wow. It's nothing against Kirsten Dunst because she is a fine actress. Yes. But in this movie, in Spider-Man 2002, I'm not a fan of the character. I like her more in Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, but in this film you've got the relationship stuff which which is kind of wonky you've got like i i don't buy the chemistry with her and peter at times Mm, Uh, mm -hmm. and it it feels like i think they have one good scene where he's taking the trash out i like that scene yes yeah uh but everything else between them, it, it just doesn't gel. And again, I don't know how much of this is Toby Maguire's fault and how much is Kristen Dunn's fault. But since I've already said I like Toby Maguire, I guess <laughs> by, the, by the properties of uh, of, of, of transmute, transmutation, Kirsten Dunst gets the dislike on this one. All right. Yes, brother Nate, I agree with you. My Peter is very special boy. <laughs> what the heck? Man, it's Paul. Don't you like Aunt May? Will you call the turkey? Oh, you're Aunt May. Sorry. Wow. Okay. Me, Obviously, now- your ears aren't working because this is the perfect <laughs> Aunt May. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Paul, what don't you like about this movie? Um, the, uh, Toby Maguire gets a lot of flack for being an old man playing a high school boy in this <laughs> movie. Uh. But as I watched the film, all the guys look like yes. they're just as old as he is. Yeah. So it feels, honestly, it looks like there's a bunch of college kids playing high school. And it's, yeah. it, it, 
that it just bothers me um i like the spider-man homecoming where it actually looks like high school students playing high school yeah. oh nice okay i was gonna ask actually because i haven't seen homecoming yet and i was yeah. curious if they did of, of 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 the spider-man films that is the closest getting it right i think they got that right so it bothers it and i think it wouldn't bother me as much if everybody didn't pick on toby mcguire but yeah, 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 but yeah. when everyone else is that old in the movie, it, it kind of <laughs> stands out. Mm-hmm. Something I don't like about this movie were, and I'm surprised this wasn't something that made your list, Paul, but the opening credits, I mean, they're visually interesting for sure, and they have, yeah. I, I like the score to it, but it just takes that, so long to get through. That opening score was fine. It, oh, and I can, oh, <clears throat> watching this, I I it, I. Did I say it out loud? I definitely thought it. I watched it with my wife. But yeah, yeah, we, we I said it out loud because we were talking about it. This is why I can see why they moved the opening uh, credits or what, what do you call that? Anyway, opening titles to the end of the film. So this is oh, the yeah, kind yeah. of thing that you see now at the end of films. Mm-hmm. And so there isn't any spoiler like, oh, this person played this person, you know, as the yeah. imagery comes up. Yep. So yeah. it, it, it definitely gets a little long. I see that. But it's better than white text on a black, black background. background. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. Um. Let's see. Let's go back to Brother Nate. What's another thing you didn't but, like? Oh, oh never sorry. mind, Paul. Go I, ahead. I, I was going to add on to it, but I agree that there is an oper- there's a good chunk of several minutes there that doesn't move the story along. They could have used those, the, you know, that the music and the titles mm. uh, over some happenings that mm-hmm. helped establish the story, and it didn't. So I agree with you on that. Okay. Good. Good to know. Now, Brother Nate, what's something else you don't like? All right. This is more of a nitpick than a dislike, but it, it has to go somewhere. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And, and I would say, you know, earlier I talked about how much I like Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker. Oh, yeah. I didn't like his Spider-Man as much. Oh. Now, is this because half his mask was blown away and his lips <laughs> were in the air? What, what exactly do you mean? It's not a bad Spider-Man. You know, don't get me wrong. It's not, it's not a bad Spider-Man, but... And then this might be the the uh, effect of watching it in hindsight. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, we've seen Andrew Garfield, who I thought I didn't like as Peter Parker, but I liked his Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Tom Holland, who I think is the best of both worlds. Except he's too uh, handsome. <laughs> 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 but with this one, I, I thought his Peter Parker was spot on, but his Spider-Man to me was less quippy than in the comics. Oh, like I needed yeah. a little bit more of a <clears throat> jokey Spider-Man. Uh, and then also another nitpick, you know, you talked about it with the web slingers, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. with it being like, I, I get it being natural and being something that is just part of his physiology. But if you go back to the comics, you know, he's more of a tech nerd. Yeah. And yeah, so he creates these web shooters. Yeah. So, I, I I missed that and and so like like I said it's not a bad Spider Man it's not a terrible Spider Man it's just not as good as this Peter Parker I think yeah got it I I agreed not having him build the web fluid himself downplays his scientific knowledge I mean yeah. they tried to boost it up with uh, with uh, Willem and his interest <laughs> in you know in, in the science is there but it didn't it. 
you you kind of felt oh he's more into photography than science yeah you, you do know, get that sense yeah. for sure hmm. which i mean he was both in the comics but it's definitely lacking in the science yeah now speaking of my last my last dislike before we get to our tragic maker because guys is also surrounding uh peter parker and it's interesting and it's this uh, it's interesting how apparently a radioactive spider bite or a spider bite has uh, radioactive tanning powers because, oh my gosh, how is he all of a sudden tanned just after one night of being his genes being spliced? That seems a bit like... Well, the spider that was red and blue and it changed his skin <laughs> a little bit to be... Red yeah, and blue, when you mix not red really. And blue together, it makes purple. Purple, so. not really brown pigment. It well, could have been worse. Know, he could have woke up looking like uh, C. Thomas Howell from Soul Man. That would have been. Far oh. Worse. <laughs> I'm like Soul Man. I know I've seen that movie. What was that movie? Oh yeah, man, that would have been. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what happened? Oh my! But I felt like that was a bit because he's like pretty pale when he's sick, right? Well, Laying up, am I remembering sick. that right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he was sick, but I don't think that his skin color would have changed that drastically. It, All he, right, he looked so like it made him an oompa loompa now. Let's oh my on. gosh! Okay, fine. Moving on <laughs> to our tragic makers, the things we hated most about Spider-Man 2002s, etc. What are they? Let's start with. Let's start with. Mm, me because i feel like martin's honestly a bit of a weak tea uh why does peter owe it to norman osborne to not tell harry that his dad was green goblin i didn't understand that at all i mean this guy was out to kill you to kill the woman you loved to kill hundreds of bystanders what why do you owe him anything to not tell to him did he really i never got the sense that he that peter no that peter parker why didn't Peter Parker? Why did Peter right, Parker right, feel right? He, right, right, right. Oh, I'm about okay. to get to it. Oh, okay, go ahead. So the son looked up to the father, mm-hmm. and Peter didn't want to destroy that image of uh, that his son had of his father. Just let it die. You know, it's no harm in that. He thinks we'll find out later. Blah ha ha. But just you know, let him have that. That it's it's kind of like when you find out you admire Walt Disney and then find out um, mm. he was a bit cutthroat in some of his dealings. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 kind of like it, it shatters an image. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. is unfortunately shattered. It's 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 the loss of innocence. He wanted to keep that. I guess I can see that. Okay, that makes sense, but. That's actually something that will come up later on in our spiritual discussion. So stay Ooh, tuned, patrons slash people that are live with us. Uh, let's move to Brother Nate. What's your tragic maker for Spider-Man? All right. Uh, Willem Dafoe was really good as Norman Osborn and mm. as the Green Goblin. Mm. Uh, but one thing that was not good was that outfit with the Green Goblin looking like a great value oh, yeah. transformer. <laughs> <laughs> I talking about and play like a gobot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, do you know 
that they they tried to do uh, CGI on him. They they mm. did some uh, prosthetics and, and enhanced some CGI on to him. To make him look more like the sort of the Joker. Not Joker. That's not the right. But like the elf-looking Green Goblin? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Santa's they, elf-looking Green Goblin. Not Legolas Green Goblin. For those right, that are thank curious. Thank for clarifying yes. there, Gimli. All right. Now. <laughs> My ox. But they said that this test screenings, he looked kind of like the Uncanny Valley, where it looked like uh, there was something wrong. Mm-hmm. So they said, you know what? Let's scrap it all. And you think that he would look better if they yeah. just applied makeup or something. Yeah. But right. they did that. They tried that. They said the test screenings <laughs> did not pass. Huh. So, unfortunately, this was the better option <laughs> that we got. <laughs> Uh, wow yeah. well good to know i guess but yeah, yeah that but it is disturbing it, or it, it seems especially when he slaps spider-man on the head and he leans against yeah. the, the, the i don't yeah. know the roof there yeah yeah that i and it's just like i mean hats off to willem dafoe for doing like head tilts and motions to to sort of get across that he is talking it's not just this open mouth thing that's doing nothing I did yeah. appreciate that he had the werewolf all to do something other than just say his lines. Uh, and I, I mean, that's Willem Dafoe. Of course, he's going to do stuff like that. But it, yeah, that is, it's not a great costume. So <laughs> I agree with you guys. Uh, Paul, why don't you cap us off with your tragic maker? Oh, I, I, yeah, I just wanted to get Brother Nate if you had anything to, else to say about it. Because I kind of <laughs> cut you off there. Yeah, oh, oh. I mean- you, you are the master interrupter, so I, that's I, I, what I, I do. As much, <laughs> that's what he is. That's what he does. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think as that advertised. now knowing kind of the backstory, it it makes me feel a little bit better. But it, I think if they had made this movie now, they could have had the same look. Like uh, if you look yeah. at Homecoming, yeah. the way Vulture looked, it's a mechanized suit, but it it feels of that world. Whereas. Yeah. This Green Goblin costume felt like it was in a totally different movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. distracting. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Thank you, Paul, for kicking back over to Brother Nate since I dropped the ball there. But back to you, sir. That's fine. What's your tragic yes. maker for Spider-Man? And this is something Phil we Spider-Man? already discussed. Uh, is, I'm interrupting you now, so that's what I do. It's uh, it's the CGI in a lot of the scenes don't hold. I watched the Blu-ray, uh-huh. um, 1080p. Uh, it's very clear and yeah, it's unfortunately, some of it works great. A lot of it looks, a lot of it of Spider-Man, um, looks, I would say about half of it looks like a rubber guy. And yes, Tobey Maguire jumping from building to building looks rubber. Um, it doesn't hold up to today's standards and it's very noticeable. I, and they came out with a 4K version of. It. I can't imagine what that looks like. You know, the. Uh, oh sure. Yeah. Uh, so uh, if you, it watch looks even this, better. I. It's I, like SD, only I better. Was to, I was about to say. Unfortunately, I'd recommend watching the SD version of yeah. this, so it's not as distracting. I I would agree. I think SD's top notch. All right. Well, good deal, guys. Uh, now that we've entered... We call that the Spaceballs problem. <laughs> Why the Spaceballs problem? 
because that had the same problem. We discussed it on when we covered Spaceballs. Is well, that, we've discussed uh, that lots of times, honestly. That's a common well, thing. Well, that's the one I remember. Oh. Well, I was kind of trying to come up with a name for it. There's a name for that? No, I was trying to come up with a name for it. Oh, oh, the, and kind of the Spaceballs effect. Yeah. They've gone to plaid. Okay. Well, now that we've entered <laughs> all our <laughs> firing or targeting information into the firing computer. Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. Okay, do we rate Spider-Man 2002, Sam Raimi version, Spider-Man, a classic? We'd recommend anyone go out and see this today, whether or not you've seen it before. A nostalgic, it's worth your time re-watching if you enjoyed it as a kid, or but only that, um, or a tragic, we'd recommend do not watch this movie. Even if you enjoyed it as a kid, don't sully those memories, and if you've never seen it before, don't waste your time with it today. So how do we rate Spider-Man? Let's start with Brother Nate. What's your reign for Spider-Man? I will rate this a classic. Oh, really? I do, okay. have, some, I do have some qualifiers. Okay. All right. uh, I, I think, you know, the, for the reasons we've stated, the cast is fantastic. The, the web slinging still holds up. This was a very important movie in terms of the superhero genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're, uh, you know, somebody younger than us, you know, uh, and you are... Going back to watch this, you have to give it some leeway because it's not going to mm. compare to Spider-Man: Homecoming or Black Panther or The Avengers because of the time frame it was made in. So, yeah, I, I think it's it's still a really strong movie. Spider-Man Two might be a little bit better, yeah. uh, and the less said about Spider-Man Three, the better. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it gets a classic for me. Very very cool, Paul. What say you? I also say this movie is a classic. Uh, basically, we there were a lot more positives than negatives, and this, like I said, it was a fun movie. Um, and yeah, it was great to watch. I rate Spider Man a classic as well, guys. I was so wrapped up in this movie. Christy even was. I was watching it with my wife, Christy, and she looked over at me. You must be liking this movie. You keep smiling or you're just oh, locked in a cool. smile because it was just is great to revisit. And yeah, I feel like it, it definitely holds up, especially if you're watching the SD version. Uh, <laughs> I could see how an, an HD version could distract you. But uh, yeah, it was, it was very enjoyable. I definitely would share. It'd be one to share with my kids. And uh, yeah. yeah, we'll go with that, guys. So according to the Retro Rewind podcast, we rate... Spider-Man 2002. By the way, in case anyone was wondering, that's the year it came out. It's not part of the title. Yeah. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> Spider-Man from 2002 is a unanimous classic movie. We recommend anyone go out and see this, whether or not you've seen it before. All right. With that, uh, Alice, will you please uh, get us out of here and bring us back to our own time? Good old 2018. Sat online. Receiving incoming transmission. All righty, it's good to be back. Oh, feels feels right. Twenty eighteen. This this is the right right time. Anyway, no feedback this time. But as always, vote on the movies we cover at retrorewindpodcast.com slash vote. 
buy our t-shirts at retrorewindpodcast.com slash store. Get bonus content and more by supporting us on Patreon at retrorewindpodcast.com slash support and contact us at retrorewindpodcast.com slash contact. How else can people reach us, Paul, and you specifically? You can talk to us on social media. We are Retro Rewind Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can also uh, watch us record these very podcasts live. Like right now, if you're watching us live, we do live streams of video games and this episode and pixel art illustration. If you follow us at twitch.tv slash retro rewind pod. And if you want to find me specifically, Paul J. Powers, you go to pauljpowers.com and I have all my social media links. You can contact me and see what I've been up to there. Or you can just listen to the next episode when we cover the movie Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back from 1998. Oh, very nice. I want to be the very best. No one ever was. Dun, 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 dun. I won't be. (laughs) But thank you so much, Paul. You're the best Pokemon. I mean, best friend a guy could have. And I love doing the show with you. Yada, yada, yada. Thanks for being on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Did you just yada, yada me? Uh, What? You must have been hearing things. Uh, But I appreciate you very much, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sounds like it. I'm also very grateful to our new guest, Brother Nate, for being on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. It is awesome having you. Can you please tell people where they can find you online? And is there anything you'd like to promote, like your uh, your sports podcast or your nerd podcast? Sure. And, and uh, thank you for having me, Francisco and Paul. This is, uh, like I said, I've, I've been listening to the show for a while. Uh, the first episode I checked out was Major Pain, and I was hooked. So you guys do good work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. One, one step away from being on you like white on rice and a paper plate in the middle of a snowstorm <laughs> with a glass of milk. <laughs> the water on my knee will quench your thirst. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, but if you want to check out uh, any of my work, I am the co-host of the Kings of Sport podcast with Marcus Vanderberg from Yahoo Sports. It's a weekly show where we kind of give our take on the world of sports and pop culture. Uh, I've got a show called Always Forward, which is a Luke Cage podcast. And uh, either next week or the week after, we're going to come out with a special review of Black Panther. Oh, uh, nice. We're waiting on season two to come back. Um, and I've got a show for the wrestling fans out there called Keep It 2000, which is a review of old WCW Monday Nitros from the year 2000, which is a time period kind of universally regarded as the worst time period in pro wrestling oh really Uh, (laughs) single company (laughs) uh so you can check that out and you can find me on twitter at n the number eight m-o-z-a-i-k at nate mosaic and you can find links and stuff to all my shows there very very cool well thank you again so much as a real treat having your brother nate so thank you for being on the show and hope you can come back again I would be honored to because, you know, with great podcasts come great responsibility. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Brother Nate. Most of all, though, I appreciate you. Yes, you, you, the one listening right now, that's you, right? That's you. You're you. 
Hopefully you're you. But I we appreciate you, whether this is your first time listening to the show or you're a part of the Rewinder community. Thank you for spending time with us. And we pray that you're more joyful now than you were when you first hit play. I have been and am Francisco Ruiz. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at FXRUIZX. And you can hire me to do pixel art for you by going to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Fiverr. And I'll take you to Fiverr where I have my pixel art gig. Finally, we are proud to be a part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com and the Christian Geek Central Network at christiangeekcentral.com. You can catch us at either of those, but like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all on the next episode, and we're actually going to catch Pokemon of the Retro Rewind podcast. Retro Rewind mission complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. This is my gift, my curse. Who are we? We are the Retro Rewind Podcast. <laughs>